Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. So this is a synastry reading for Rachel and Will. I don't know anything about what your guys' relationship is except for the fact that you guys live and work together and I'm assuming you guys are also good friends by this point in time because I'm sure you guys have been like doing a lot together and I'm sure you guys have gotten to know each other fairly well. Well, there's a couple caveats there. Yes, to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. We've been together for just over a month Mm -hmm. and therefore we definitely Mm -hmm. are getting to that space. But as you probably realize with like anybody that you live with, Mm -hmm. because you live with them doesn't really mean that you know them, Mm. (laughs) you know? So But we have been doing some super intensive, what we are calling equilateral triangles or talking circles, where mm-hmm. we really are intentionally creating time to get to mm-hmm. know each other. And we do Ooh. that once a week. So cool. yes and no to answer your question. Well, I have some interesting findings. I'm so excited for what they are. Space cord, space cord. Space court. Welcome to Space Court. Welcome to Space Court. Synastry involves the comparison of two astrological charts to determine areas of strengths and challenges in a relationship. Synastry is a fascinating tool for people interested in gaining insight into their relationship with their lover, friend, family member, colleague, or any relationship. We invite you to join us on this voyage as we explore the relationship between two housemates that are amidst building an intentional community. There's a lot of significant contacts between your guys' charts. Okay. First of all, Rachel, your chart ruler is Mercury, and that's because you are a Gemini rising, Mm. and Gemini's planetary ruler is Mercury. So Mm. that kind of means that you overall are very mercurial. So that means you're very smart, like you're very informative, you're constantly seeking and exchanging information and ideas, you're very like friendly, you're, you're an excellent communicator, you might be very like quick and witty in like more ways than one, not just mentally, but also like physically, like how you process your ideas. I think you're like a really great learner and you're like constantly thirsting for information, like you're just like ever so curious. And that's just kind of like, those are just like strong qualities for you that are like significant. We would like to introduce you to astrologer and queen sinistress, Sapiton, Cancer Sun, Capricorn Moon, Virgo Rising.
And you also have Venus and Gemini. So I feel like you really love those things. Like you love mm. to communicate. You love exchanging words of love. And um, you, you just, you love to like share ideas and just like having this like ongoing exchange, this like open communication between you and your loved ones. Like I feel like that's truly what you value. Mm. And Will's Mars sits on your Venus. Like your guys' Venus and Mars are conjunct. They sit on top mm-hmm. of each other. They're like mm-hmm. right there together mm-hmm. at a very close orb, which mm-hmm. means they're like really close. Mm-hmm. And Venus and Mars are notorious for being like the two like love planets. So mm-hmm. like traditionally, this signifies that you guys would have like a great chemistry together. Whether you guys are friends or siblings or lovers, like either way, you guys are really going to vibe off of each other. And like, you guys can feel each other's You guys are very similar in some ways. With you, it's like how you love and what you find beautiful or lovely or valuable. It's Will's like action and like what drives him. It's like the way that Will might like move or start things, like initiate things. The part of himself where he doesn't even think he just does that part of him you might find very like valuable or attractive or just like very good Mm. and then because you have a venus neptune opposition that means that your neptune also opposes his mars Mm. and neptune and mars are two very very different energies So a Mars-Neptune opposition in Sinistry could mean something like he might want to just like do something or start something. You might have the effect on him like, wait a second, like let's look at the bigger picture because like he might just like do things in a certain way because Mars and Gemini is very like they're quick to do things and they're just like, like always thinking of ideas and things and like they're always like acting on their thoughts without really thinking too deeply about it he might be like a super quick learner like he Mm. he like loves to like learn new things really quickly and then Mm. he'll like start things really quickly but then he may not have like that inertia to like finish those tasks out Mm. and like with your neptune and sag it can like make you more of like a like a wise teacher type role that like influences that part of him we would like to introduce you to the bitch that thinks sinistry readings are such an amazing resource to examine dynamics of relationships rachel villaverde cancer sun cancer moon gemini rising there's this edge that Will and I have or that I experience with him. And uh-huh. by edge, what I mean is it's like the similarity, but it's not. And I, I think that would make sense with regards to doing a project. Mm-hmm. I have a very kind of top down approach, meaning like, okay, what's the goal? And mm-hmm. then I can trickle down to the details. Whereas all he sees is like the details. And again, like when you were talking yeah. about the inertia of something, uh-huh. like he doesn't necessarily have that. So we definitely recognize we're opposing with regards to kind of how we would approach a project and kind Uh of how we would execute and how our mental like map would look 
and it looks very different. I mean, and with regards to like communication or just quickness, like I can definitely see both of us appreciate learning, but we learn so differently. The way Uh that we interpret communication and even communicate together, it's different, you know, but it's nice because we've implemented nonviolent communication as kind of a basis of how we want to communicate with each other and create this community that we're building. And Uh so that's kind of a formula that we have to follow. And the formula Mm -hmm. starts with kind of really tapping into what your feelings are and as a result of that, understanding your needs better. Mm -hmm. And so you're then just communicating your needs to another person and they're communicating their needs. And then you kind of go back and forth until you can arrive to a space where everybody's needs are met. Okay. So it's so funny that you said that, like, when you guys are trying to hash out a plan or an idea together, like Mm -hmm. you have more of like an initiative and like drive to like carry these things out. Whereas like Will gets stuck on the details. That is so funny that you said that because (laughs) he has a Virgo stellium. So that means that he has a sun, Mercury and Jupiter in Virgo. Mm, Like, mm. first of all, his son being in Virgo means that like his whole life, he's going to be very focused on the details. Like Virgo is very detail oriented and they're very Mm. service oriented. Mm. Like Virgos aren't like movers and shakers because Virgo is a mutable sign, which means that they're not there to start anything new. They're kind of there to like continuing something that's already started. Yeah. You have a cancer stellium and cancer is a cardinal sign. So June 21st is when cancer season starts and that's the start of summer. So like cancers are cardinal and therefore they're good at like initiating new things. Yeah. Whereas... Virgo stellium over here, Will loves to like really get the details right. And like accuracy for him is like really important. He also has a 12th house stellium. He has Sun, Jupiter, and Venus in his 12th house. Mm. And the 12th house is a very spiritual house. Mm. Um, Traditionally, this is going to sound bad, but like don't worry because it's not a bad thing. But like in traditional astrology, the 12th Mm -hmm. house has been known as the house of troubles. Mm. And the only reason for that is because the 12th house, which is ruled by Pisces, it's the house of the unconscious. Mm. So all of the things about ourselves that we don't know about ourselves live in the 12th house because it's unconscious. Like it's within us, but we have no consciousness of it. And when you find somebody with a 12th house stellium, especially when their son is there, that means they're super 12th house. And like Jupiter is, I think it's conjunct his son. Yeah. So that like really amplifies that energy about him. And that's mm. that Will. Will his whole life has probably never wanted to be in the spotlight. He's probably oh my gosh. <laughs> always preferred to be in the background or like just not be seen by other people. Like he, he doesn't want to be seen. I'm not saying that he's antisocial, but like he's very, very internal mm-hmm. and he's very feelings oriented. And then sometimes he gets so lost in his own ocean of like feelings and thoughts and experiences that it almost feels like he's like isolating himself because mm. he's so deep into himself. He's kind of in another dimension sometimes and like disconnect him from the world. He might always just kind of want to escape from reality and be in his own place because where he's at is like very beautiful because it's ruled by Neptune. Neptune is very (laughs) 
idealistic and it's very like collective conscious and it's very intuitive. Like they don't even know that they're feeling things, but they're feeling a lot of things. Mm. Um, 12th house is also known as the house of secrets because it's like connected to the unconscious. So he might have a lot of secrets, which nobody will ever know about him because he's probably extremely good at keeping things secret. He might really value privacy. And he, I think he really likes to have his own bubble. Mm-mm-mm. So 12th house is also known as, as the house of spirituality because Neptune is like connected to like that Christ consciousness. It's like the house of God. Mm. And spirituality. Mm-hmm. And then he also has not, uh, Mars in his ninth house in Gemini. And the ninth house is also a very spiritual house because it's the house of like philosophy and higher learning. And like this is like where you learn, this is like where you go to get like higher education, whether you go to like university or like go get post grad studies done or like you go to like an ashram, you you travel to like a foreign place to like continue extended studies about mm-hmm. philosophy or religion or about God or like spirituality. With his Mars being there, he might like aggressively go for those things. Mm. So with that combination, like the Mars in the ninth house and like his stellium in the twelfth house, I feel like And 12th house is also known as the house of like international affairs. And so Mm -hmm. is the ninth house. Mm -hmm. So like the fact that he has a lot of personal planets in those two houses, I feel like Will will never ever live where he was born or like wherever he grew up. Like he won't live in those places. Like he's always going to continue traveling or if Mm -hmm. he's not traveling, then I feel like maybe in his past, he did a lot of like mind altering substances to like, escape from reality Mm. to go to that like next level Mm -mm -mm. you're right he did (laughs) oh okay interesting (laughs) well it's all i mean there's a couple layers to this again my i I feel like i know will maybe 33 percent. you know Mm. like maybe but what i do know of will for sure like he's well traveled he's quite young you know he's just turned 28 and he's Mm. extremely well traveled in that he spent significant periods of time in other countries. Like I think he was in Malaysia for like seven months and he was serving at a meditation center and in Japan, I think traveling for maybe like six months. And then he's been in several other countries. So the traveling bit definitely reigns true. The spiritual bit obviously reigns true, like serving at a meditation center for seven months. But I think this is post his psychedelic experience. As I understand his like youth slash maybe early um, 20s, I think he was mega into psychedelics and that entire world, you know. Um, But now he's, I don't want to say straight edge, but he doesn't drink. He doesn't have any intoxicants. There's none of that. We joke about we're all creating like the good cult right now. (laughs) Um, well, it's not actually, I think I joke more about it than actually with them, but Mm -hmm. you know, there is this sense that we are creating something that is very spiritually, like, I don't know, infused 
or like we were drawn to this time and space together to like build something that is definitely of spirit. And what that means is like still unfolding, but Uh we're currently in the process of like a ton of like shedding of the self, like all of us. Like even, you know, this notion of Will being like super secret man and like not really wanting to be in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. That's also really interesting that you talk about that because he is a brilliant musician. When I first met him in March and I heard his voice, I instantly Mm -hmm. was just like, how can we share this with the world? And he was super resistant, just like, no, I only do like busking and I'll only do like live performances. Like I don't want any of it to be captured. I don't want any of it to be shared. Like that's not the exchange. And he had like such strong like aversion to the idea. And I was just like, what the heck? So I'm living with him and definitely like I haven't even had to really say much because he's opening up and like I have, you know, crazy recording equipment and I have this computer and I do editing for space court and all these things. And he's like, Will you help me record some songs? Oh my God. Yeah. So he's coming in this season of wanting to share his his gift. And I mean, I think it very much will be part of his spotlighting because he has one of those uh, voices of the masses. You know what I mean? Like he told me that when Israel, he finally met someone in all of his years, he finally met someone that didn't like his voice and it was really refreshing to him. And he really owns like his voice and his song and his his, like creations. Like it's, it's really phenomenal. Well, I think it's amazing that you're giving him, okay, first of all, not even that you're like supplying the platform, but that you're, you're inspiring him to like, let himself be in the spotlight, which he's been like, always averse to his whole life. That is just like, so amazing to me, because you know how you have a cancer stellium? Yeah, you have a ton of things happening in cancer, but his midheaven is in cancer. Mm. And in your guys' synastry, your moon, north node, mercury, and sun, they all fall in his 10th house. Mm. And what that means is like the chemistry that you guys have, like the way that you guys affect each other. Mm. And in this case, the way you affect him, you are solarizing and mercurializing and lunarizing his 10th house. And like the 10th house of a person is the public facing self. It's like Mm. the part of ourselves that's known by the public. Mm. It's not really like our deep inner psychology. It's not like who we are in a intimate relationship. It's more like, this is like me out in the world. This is how Mm. I am identified in the world. This Mm -hmm. is how the world sees me. So like with him having his cancer midheaven, which by the way, in his chart is empty, like his midheaven does not have any planets in it. Mm. So it means that his focus just isn't there. He's not Mm. interested in like becoming a public figure, but like Mm -hmm. you have four Mm. bodies in his 10th house. And like, especially with your son being there, like you have a really powerful influence and, and probably like the ability to sort of changes life because you just by being who you are you're influencing him to consider being more public you don't even have to try like just how you naturally <laughs> are you're going to inspire him to to be more public facing and well, to just like let himself be seen again this music thing is so fascinating to me because literally like when we first kind of moved in together 
actually it was maybe like two or three weeks in, I was in quarantine, so I couldn't leave. But the second that I could leave, I knew that I needed to get him a guitar because wow. he would go around singing acapella, which is beautiful. But yeah. I knew his capabilities with a guitar in his hands would like amplify that. I mean, he's regularly singing. Like we get these mini concerts all the time in the house. And I was like secretly recording him and he didn't know. Oh and I knew God. the last time that I had talked about recording with him was in like March when he was super anti. And I was kind of consulting some friends like, hey, this guy has an amazing voice. I want to share it like on Space Court. I'm pretty sure he won't be into it. Like, is this okay? <laughs> and they were all just like, consent. You need consent. You have to ask, especially if you know that he doesn't like it. I wanted to ask for forgiveness as opposed to permission because I was so fearful that he would be like, no. And then literally within four days, he was like, hey, you know, I've, I've got these songs that I'm revisiting. Like, would you be open to helping me record? And I was just like, I didn't have to say anything. You know? I didn't have to do anything. It was really on his own terms. You know, like, yeah. we, it's not like we were revisiting or talking more about it. Like, I would always say, like, how much gratitude I had that we, like, lived together and that he just openly is singing and, like, serenading all the time. Mm-hmm. But I never, like, tried to, because believe me, I know myself in that I I can definitely have the ability to try and coerce people into like, hey, what about this? What about, you know, like there's the salesperson (laughs) in me. Um, He arrived at it on his own, you know, and that that is something that he wants to do. And so for me to be able to be a support or provide like the resources to do that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You know, his public self, like he doesn't have any social medias. If I was really trying to find out who he was. Mm-hmm. Like I would just have to go off of what I remember he was when I first met him, which was this like super mysterious, closed mm-hmm. off like mm-hmm. monk guy, you know, cause I met him at a meditation oh, wow. center. Mm-hmm. So the impression that I got is super soft spoken, doesn't really say much, has a lot of experiences, pretty smart, like very, very well spoken, but like really reserved. And then I heard his voice and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that came out of you learning more about him. It's like, yeah, there's all these other layers and all this depth and all these other things, which, Mm -hmm. you know, is the case with most people, but it's just like so opposite to what I thought, you know, like it's this quiet, super, he's still super mysterious because I think he does hold his cards pretty close and he's very expressionless. You can't tell what he's thinking or saying, like he's not super Mm -hmm. animated like that. Super fascinating. That's so interesting that you say that about how like he's not very expressive mm-hmm. wait what did you just say not very animated oh he's I think not very okay yeah yeah yeah. the way you said that how he's not animated in his expression mm-hmm. so he has saturn on his fifth house cusp mm-hmm. and the reason why i noted that as something significant is because you have a fifth house stellium you have mars saturn pluto and jupiter all in your fifth house in the sign of libra So you're like a very like partner oriented, playful, creative person. Like I, you, I think you love to create things with a partner, like Mm -hmm. in partnership. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You're just super creative and you take your creativity very seriously because Mm -hmm. of Saturn Mm -hmm. and Pluto being there and Mars. Like that's just how, that's just where you're very charged in life. Mm -hmm. So like with, With Will having Saturn on his fifth house cusp, and he doesn't have anything else there, it's just Saturn. Mm. When that happens, you get somebody who might have a very, like, stifled sense of expression. They want to play, and they want to be creative, but 
because Saturn is the planet of restrictions and challenges and like seriousness, like they take their creativity extremely seriously. Mm -mm -mm. Like they're not very like... Not really light about it. No, they're like super heavy about it. And like Saturn in the fifth house can also be like a wet blanket sometimes. That inner child is there. Yeah. But it's just really hard for them to like let it flow because Saturn is like, Saturn is like the dam that's like preventing that flow. The way that his creativity and playfulness and even like fifth house is the house of like romances too. So like he might take those things extremely seriously to the point where it's no fun. Here you are with your fifth house stellium in Libra. So you're very like partner oriented, like you're very social to begin with. Mm. And you can be like really playful with that like social aspect. So you're just like very, you're just so at home in your playfulness and your creativity. So like, I feel like- Is that true if I, cause Saturn is still in my fifth house, right? So even if he has, cause I know I have those other planets also. So with those other planets, does it kind of like break me out of the dam a little bit, you know? Yeah, exactly. Especially cause Mars is like, Mars is like, yeah, let's do this. Like, let's go, go, go. Like, you're just mm-hmm. like, just, you just keep moving forward with it. But like with Saturn there, you're like, a, you might not be so um, careless. Like Saturn just mm-hmm. makes you more careful. Mm-hmm. Like the Mars is like, just wanting to just like keep moving forward and just like charge and like going for it without like any hindrances. But the, yeah. but the and because like Jupiter's there as well. Jupiter's just like, yeah, like everything's going to work out. And like, you're just like super positive. But then you have like such a good balance because like Pluto is like, well, Pluto is a whole other thing. But like Saturn there. Yeah, it just makes you more careful. And you might be very like diligent in the way you flow. Well, and I definitely have that seriousness about my creativity. I find it to be a really like heads and tails of the same coin, you know, like on one end, like it's super playful and flexible and light. And on the other end, it's like super serious and it has to be a certain way and there's structure and there's like, you know, all of these other things around it. So Mm -hmm. I think it, it goes between the two. I thought Jupiter was in maybe not my sixth house, but I thought Jupiter was in Scorpio. Is that not true? Um, you're right. It is in, it is in Scorpio, but it's but still it's like, in your fifth house. Yeah. Cause it's like super close to the first degree or it is the first degree or something, right? Exactly. It is at the first degree. Yeah. And then let's see your Mars is at 21 Libra. So they're like 10 degrees apart. So they're still like, it's a far conjunction, but, it, but they're still conjunct. It's like an out of sign mm-hmm. conjunction, but they're still definitely talking to each other. I mean, you you talked about a lot of things here and a lot of it affirms, I think, what our relationship currently is and kind of how it's developing. Well, I did want to say something. Mm -hmm. He has moon in Capricorn at 13 degrees and it's in your eighth house. His moon is opposite your moon and opposite your Mercury and it's opposite your North Node. So the reason why I wanted to throw that out there is because when somebody's personal planet is in our eighth house, it means that there might be a lot of like unconscious feelings of intensity. Like he might conjure feeling like really intense feelings without trying. And then there might be a theme of like transformation or death. Mm. And then, and then you guys are very much, it's interesting because you guys are housemates 
And um, the eighth house is also the house of shared resources and shared finances. Mm. So like, I think it's, it's just so appropriate because you guys live together. I feel like mm-hmm. it's just so natural. And because it's his moon and his moon is conjunct Neptune and Uranus, his moon is in his fourth house. It's interesting, even though he's like this world traveler and he also has South Node in the ninth house. So I feel like in his past lives, he he was a world traveler and he might have also been like a spiritual teacher. But in this lifetime, for Will, he really finds comfort at home. He's almost like a creature comfort, but you might not know that about him yet, especially Mm -hmm. if you guys have only been living together for six weeks. But like, Mm -hmm. I think you'll find that he's actually like, he can be a bit of a homebody and his home is like, it can be a sacred place where he feels like he can really retreat Mm. and recharge. And then because you're such a Cancerian, I feel like you totally understand that. And I feel like he probably feels really comfortable with you. Mm. Like, I, mm. I feel like you make him feel really safe because mm. you're so Cancerian and he has like moon in the fourth house mm. and he's a Virgo sun. So he's like very earthy and he's a Capricorn moon. So he's like very earthy and you're very watery. So I feel like you provide this like safe space. Yeah, there's so many interesting things about that. I witness him making a lot of phone calls to his family, like his nuclear family, which are based in New York. Those interactions and just the way he talks about his family, like there is something so endearing. I don't know. I guess it is that familial, homey, like nostalgic space. Like Mm -hmm. even this morning I was telling him because he's been singing Christmas songs like the past four days. And I was like, Uh I was like, I think this is hilarious that you go through these seasons of these Christmas songs, you know, like, do you have a favorite? And he was like, well, my family used to play Nat King Cole's Christmas album, like on repeat. And so they're kind of like these go-tos for him, you know, and he really enjoys them and loves them, you know, and Mm. he's like saying it so many times and in different ways and like found his voice within those songs. So I can totally see that kind of being this, like, you wouldn't really think that about him, but it's totally a thing. And I do think we do have this trust about each other. Definitely a felt thing. You know, it's super curious to me because, you know, my mother is a Virgo sun Capricorn moon. And I wonder, and that's one thing that this edge that I describe about Will, like, Uh I wonder if it's actually this moon opposition, because I definitely get this sense of like healing a lot of my mother wounds through Will, because I have this, like, I have this severe skepticism about so many of the things that he says or like oh. researches or like he'll bring something to the table about a project that we're going to do. And I'm just kind of like shaking my head. Like, I don't believe any of it. I'm trying to explain to him like, this is how I am with my mother, you know? And like, this is something that I am to everyone. It's not just my mother either, but like yeah. specifically with my mom, it's so easy for me to go to that space. And I find Will definitely triggers that, that for me. So, so interesting. I just saw this. I didn't realize until now but like he has three planets in your fourth house so like that's like the house of your home and like your family and your early childhood there's something about him i feel that you find very like familiar Mm -hmm. yeah i do i definitely have a connection with him and definitely like a draw and then Uh there's almost like i don't think we're yet at that like sibling space but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's this element of like brotherly love for him Mm -hmm. slash family 
one small thing that I wanted to add, and and this is because I know that you guys are working together mm -hmm. to create the community, but your guys' Saturn trine each other. So like his Saturn is in Aquarius and your Saturn is in Libra and they're mm -hmm. trining, which means that I think if you guys really do commit to building something together, you guys mm -hmm. very much have the capability of seeing that through. Mm. especially like something that's like a marathon like something that's super long term and that like really requires a lot of commitment and devotion over a long period of time mm. like I feel like you guys are really able to do something like that together especially when it has to do with building something mm. it is about building but it's on the opposite end of that like destruction because huh what we're building is a space Whoa. where we can be our genuine selves and like uh -huh. like so for example <laughs> this morning my conversation with him was hey will last night i noticed you were super tired but i saw you doing the dishes because like he made bread last night and so there was a huge mess in the kitchen mm -hmm. and i've vocalized in the past probably week or so like it's really important for me to have like a clean space that i can like mm -hmm. cook in tidiness neatness cleanliness is like mm -hmm. something i value and need mm -hmm. to have like peace <laughs> within my soul so i asked him i was like what's the motivation behind you doing the dishes when you were like super tired and he kind of didn't really answer the question directly and i basically said you know the reason i'm asking is because i don't want you to do the dishes out of like fear that I'm going to be super angry or that I'm going to be this. Like, I think my genuine need is for you to have your needs met. And if you're super tired, like I want you to feel like you can honor those feelings and you yeah. don't have to be afraid of being punished or like, you don't have to like people please me. And so thus you're going to go against like what your body needs and like what you're, you're feeling like doing. That's and so nice of you. This is the work we're doing and this is what we're building. Destruction of habits, you know, like my habit would never be to have that conversation with him. But like we've been working so hard on like, look, the root of what we want to create together is like a safe space to be ourselves slash anyone that comes to our house. We want everyone to feel extremely comfortable and not compromise any parts of themselves because when everyone is whole and complete, mm -hmm. then this is what makes the world a peaceful place. This is what makes people able to commune and build and grow and love each other unconditionally, you know? So in the long term, when I hear you say that, like in my brain, it doesn't mean, okay, our Saturn's trying, we're at this property and we're going to build it at this property for eternity. And like, it's a huge long commitment. Like the commitment is to ourselves and not to be selfless, but to be like self whole. I mean, yes, we have like a place and point of like where it's being created, but it's all about the inner work, you know, like, yeah. So it's definitely not easy. <laughs> it's super hard. You know, we're only six weeks in and it's brought up so many things, but we really mm -hmm. do, all three of us really have similar core values and beliefs, you know, and all of that is around like an unconditional love for ourselves and others and really wanting to like nurture that, really grow it as strong as possible. Wow. wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know that's the idea we want to like live the inspiration you know it's good it's a good cult yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much say like i love all of the insight that you brought into this i love that 
you have the ability to, again, like translate the stars in such a way that really brings it to real time and space and like earthness. And it's super affirming, you know, and encouraging when whenever I hear you give a sinistry. I think it's such a gift that you have. And I feel so honored that you share that with me and the world. Oh, my God. Thank you for bringing me into this. (laughs) I I love doing this stuff. Like, this is so, like, fun for me. I I love doing it. Thanks for, like, letting me look at your guys' synastry. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, this is one of three, so I'm excited to see... Uh, what you uncover in the other sinistries, but I think this is a, a beautiful beginning and I'm super excited. I also feel like this was like a beautiful beginning and I'm like so excited to be back on Space Court. This is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best way if someone's interested in getting a sinistry? Yeah, um, the best way is to go to my website. It's just my name, saypitten.com, and there's a contact button. And so if you just send me your birth details and like tell me what you want, like whether you want a synastry or a nail chart reading, that's the best way to get in contact with me. Sweet. That info will for sure be on the description. Part one of three parts. I'm excited. And I'm super excited to be doing this in the Libra season, which is about partnerships. No, <laughs> totally. I know. I was like, oh my God, this is so appropriate. So Especially because you have a lot of stuff in Libra too. So this is just like very right up your alley. <laughs> It's true, it's true. Space Court, Space Court.